Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode, I reckon, of We're Not Fucking Historians. I'm Hazel Hayes. Will you be able to sustain that energy? Yes. I'm Shane Todd. <laughs> I'm going to do it's it. It's a big start. <laughs> He is, isn't it? Oh shit, I've gone quite hard there. But we've a lot to get through today, Shane. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, we're just going to go for it. I'm just going to, we're going to jump right in. Are you ready? Yeah, you told me off at the start of this before we started recruiting. You went, listen, there's a lot of facts here. You said, <laughs> I think, and the quote, you said, don't worry about you speaking too much. Yeah, let's crack more facts this time. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. I'm going to set the scene. It's the late 1900s. It's not. It's the late 1800s. <laughs> it's the late 1800s. Right, so everything's sort of still quite black and white. Um, streets are sort of quite dirty. Everything's a bit dirty. Yeah. Everyone's a bit dirty, bit just a bit cold, bit of black yeah. on their faces. You know, yeah. you know how that works. The streets are just filthy. There's just sorts of piss and shit everywhere. Just buckets of dead rats. All sorts of buckets stuff. of dead rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of that. Yeah, well, they should. They should, but it's very unsanitary. Enter Mary Mallon, born in 1868, your neck of the woods, Tyrone. Right, in, live, in Cookstown. Okay. Yep. Yeah, but Northern Ireland. It's yep. near enough, near enough. When it's north, it's you. And when it's south, it's me. Okay, okay. I get you. So she's born in Cookstown in 1868. The majority of her life is unremarkable and we're just going to skip right by it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we coming back to her at any point? <laughs> yeah, it's about her. Oh, okay, great. This episode is called Mary Mallon, probably. Great. Something to that effect. Great. Okay. In 1883, she emigrates to America okay she goes to live with an aunt and uncle in New York don't get too attached to them they're going to die very soon she's about 14, 15 at this stage right she's emigrating with hundreds of thousands of other people emigrating from Ireland bear in mind now we've just had the famine 30 years earlier so Ireland's still a you know it's still a bit of a mess it's still shit crack it's still shit crack I didn't want to say but it's, it's shit crack okay poverty no jobs no spuds there are spuds now, but like only a few, you know. So, <laughs> so off she goes anyway. They send her off to to find work in America. Interesting thing to note here is they didn't go to that, you know, the famous Ellis Island facility that you see in most films and stuff like Brooklyn, where they all check in when they arrive on the boats. Yeah, so they yeah. had that, but it wasn't Ellis Island yet. It was a place called Castle Garden. Which apparently was this amazing facility, which sounds quite lovely. So, like, basically, when you get there, if you're sick, they send you to a hospital to get better and they keep your luggage there for you. Like, they'll keep it safe. Why not just lie if you're not <laughs> sick and just go get, just like, go get a bit R&R? Yeah, right? 
Yeah. So they'll just do that. They like the, all the the trains are available there. You can get tickets. There's a labour exchange. There's a money exchange. Little glass of prosecco on arrival. Volvant. Volvant. Little tray of tiny mint. Imagine being Irish, going through the famine, and then yeah. being faced with a volvant. You wouldn't know yourself, like. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the last time an immigrant was ever fucking welcome anywhere. Yeah. They were quite nice to them at the time, which is good to know. So anyway, she moves to America. She's with her aunt and uncle. They die. I told you. Don't get too attached, right? They're gone. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't have a chance to get attached. (laughs) No. (laughs) I didn't let you. That's the kind of storyteller I am, Shane. What we imagine probably happened, in all likelihood, is she would have got a job with a family where she could live with them because she'd know where to go. Was she like a teenager or was she a young? She's quite young. She went there at 14, 15 and they died okay. soon after. Suspicious. <laughs> it's actually not once you hear <laughs> nice the Nice gaff you story, have here. But um, suddenly occurs to me why they may have died. Anyway, she'd have got a job working for a family as like a laundress or a servant or maid or that kind of thing where she, she could stay with the family. And what we do know is around around the age of 31, she's worked her way up to being a cook. So she spent a good decade working. She's a cook for quite a prestigious family. She's from Cookstown. She was from Cookstown, exactly. And she's working for the Warren family, who are a very rich, upper-class family. They, are, they have this holiday home in a resort town just outside of Manhattan, which I can't mm-hmm. pronounce Mamaronek? Yeah. Sure. So so they have this holiday home and she's working there and it's it's the family and the other servants and whatever and they're just having a lovely time. I imagine it's a bit like Downton Abbey but with New York accents. Yeah. So nice. So all fairly harmless so far. I wish I could leave the story there and just say there's a nice lady named Mary. She became a cook. I wish I'd seen Downton Abbey and I would have done a New York <laughs> Downton Abbey type thing but I just haven't seen it. I wish I had a good enough New York Hey, bring accent. the fucking volvance, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I'm saying. Where's the chamber made? There's Villavant in it for sure, and yeah, Nabi. Why, why are you so attached to them all of a sudden? I don't know. Did someone offer you? I've never had one, apart? but that's that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a plate of them here for you next time. Oh yes. Next episode. What's also happening around this time? You're never gonna see this coming, Shane. Is typhoid. <laughs> As, oh, I'm thinking of typhoon, the tea brand. What? There's a brand of tea back home called Typhoon. There is? No. This is different. Very different. Typhoid is a deadly disease. Now, in preparation for today's episode, I get sent, our producer sends me like documentaries and shit to watch in preparation. The documentary I saw on Typhoid. (laughs) (laughs) Was a riot. (laughs) It was a hoot. It was narrated. Well, it was about Mary and a little bit about Typhoid. And it's, (laughs) it was narrated by this extremely American guy. He's like, he puts you in mind of like those unsolved mysteries or like Ripley's Believe It or Not. This guy. This guy. Everything's extremely dramatic. You'll never (laughs) guess what happened next. The guy who does all those videos in Channel 5, World's Craziest Police Chases. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him, right? he's doing this documentary and the fucking shit they have on screen is mad because they obviously don't have any footage from this time so they're just piecing together like bad half one image and half another and a bit of clip art in the middle and I I absolutely loved it so this guy (laughs) introduces typhoid by saying the symptoms of typhoid are not pleasant. Yeah, yeah, he does that, yeah. Who here was under the fucking illusion? Yeah. Oh, I might get myself a wee drop of typhoid. <laughs> that it was pleasant. Yeah. Typhoid. I know, yeah, no, it's it's basically everything you'd expect from a sort of deadly disease. It's, you know. Death. Well, they, ultimately death. But yeah, there's like high fever, headaches, nausea, vomiting, muscle pain. Your basic sort of shit virus, really. But then it extends to like a rash 
Oh, no. Bit of intestinal bleeding, blood clots. It gets really grim and there's a lot of like gastrointestinal stuff happening. Mm, nice. It gets passed a lot through feces and like unsanitary and shit, literally. Buckets of dead rats. Buckets of dead which rats. Which were a plenty. Which as were you said. everywhere. <laughs> so this is why typhoid was very much associated with the poor because it was unsanitary and it was about like you weren't washing your hands, which we all know we should be doing now. I'm not a big hand wash. They didn't know you should be, you should be washing. I know. I, 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 the, I, I, are I you would singing, like to be. Are you singing happy birthday twice? No. Shame. I know. I'm not going to lie about it. You should lie can about it. Can that. I say something in this podcast yeah, and then we'll yeah. move on? Okay, I know you've got loads of facts. Can I, I'll say, I'll say this, right? What? Because a lot of people don't just, aren't honest. See, when I pee. Oh God. I don't wash my hands because I keep a clean piece and I think we can move on from this. So what happens next? Shame. I know. I'm no. I can't just move on from that, babe. You have to be washing your hands. No. But you're in a bathroom. Yeah. Other people do stuff in there. Do you know what the worst thing is? I no, walk out. I walk I don't out. Want to know. I walk out rubbing my hands. Like well, I just wash my hands. But I don't. <laughs> what the I fuck know. Is wrong with I know. You? I know. I don't have I time for this today. Yeah. We're gonna have a chat after the podcast. You can never dry. That's a problem. Not, you can never dry I them. Right. I am not gonna hear any excuses you're about to make. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Wash your hands, you filth monger. <laughs> I would have died. So what you're saying is I would have died of typhoid. You absolutely right. Would. Yeah, you're dead. In this scenario, you're dead. August 1906. The entire Warren family contracts typhoid. Right? Parents, four kids, five servants. And this is, beyond anything else, mortifying. Right? Because it's not the done thing. Right. One yeah. does not get time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're the hoity-toity, they're the hoi polloi, they're like, you know, it's only for the peasants and the poor and the buckets full of rats. Yeah. And they're m- just mortified about this, very, very embarrassed. Now, miracle, they all survive. Probably because they had access to very, very good healthcare, to be fair. So they sent for like the best possible doctor and they're okay. And, and they get over it. They run back from their holiday home to Manhattan, back to the safety of Manhattan. Thank God they think that's over now and no one ever needs to know. Yep. That's the last we'll say about that. Bit of makeup covering the rash on their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that now. We won't tell the neighbours. <laughs> Cut to breakfast the next morning. A copy of the New York Times lands oh, on the table. We're not sure who threw it, but it's just sort of for the sake of this shot. Yeah. It just lands in shot in frame. Pa- well, here's the thing. If I've learned anything from movies, paper boys always throw papers yeah, really accurately. Yeah, it might have come through the through window. Through the window, onto the table. Yes. Face up. Yeah. Headline. Five filthy fuckers catch tight. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know what the headline This was. journalist is so <laughs> unprofessional. But we love him. Yeah, he's, got, he's got gumption. Just his way. He's got moxie. You filthy fuckers. You'll go far, kid. So now they've got to figure out what went on. What happened in the house that caused the typhoid? Because they can't rent it out as a holiday home anymore. That's half their income. Airbnb. Right, yeah, it was like the the world's first Airbnb. So they need to figure it out. So they send all sorts of people out and they're testing the water, the drainage, the sewage system. At one point, like they're testing the manure in the fields. Like maybe, maybe some like human feces got mixed with the manure. We're not sure. It'll happen. Why? Yeah, (laughs) happens to the best of us. But no, no, no. It's all. It's all just you know. You're ready. Everything checks out. Everything checks out. There's nothing in the house. They have no idea where the typhoid came from. Finally, the sanitary engineer is called in. His name is George Soper. Now, I know there's a pun in there, but I hate puns. Yeah. So we're going to just leave that there. Okay. Just leave it right down there and we're not going to touch it. George Soper. 
sanitary engineer. Wearing a lather jacket. He's dealt with a number of these sorts of cases, epidemics in small towns, right? And usually what happens is there's an outbreak and this is going to sound familiar. Everyone's blaming everyone else on where the outbreak came from. So he has to go into these small towns and determine what actually caused it and who was patient zero and all this kind of stuff. And a bit like Daniel Craig in Knives Out, but with germs. I haven't seen him. You haven't seen Knives Out? No. I am going to need you to understand more of my pop culture references okay. for the show. Yeah. Get on that, yeah. Flubber, I've seen that. You bring up Flubber a lot. Best film You of bring time. up Flubber and Beverly Hills Cop more than anyone else I know. Classics. <laughs> Classic. Don't forget, I'm still living in Ireland, so they're, they're new releases that yeah. I'm seeing. <laughs> you were just down the Omniplex yeah. last week seeing them. Yeah, fair, fair. So George comes in, he checks out the house, sure as shit, there's no typhoid. All good. But he does notice that there's a cook on the roster who'd been working for the family all the way up until August when they got sick who just as everyone was getting sick vanished and no one suspected her because she was she was healthy she was alive and well she's all good she had left and then everyone else had got typhoid so no one suspected anything and we're going to find out what happened oh don't do that to me yeah 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 I'm going to leave you there I'm going to leave you hanging I'm going to find out after these messages Hazel Montender hooks here. You want to know the case of the typhoid and, and who done it? I also want to know if it's tender hooks or tenter hooks. I think it's tenter hooks. Well, I'll say that next time. George, who's checked out the house, found nothing, has noticed this cook has vanished. Her name is Mary Mallon. He looks into it, right? Starts to check out her background. And to the casual observer, there's nothing strange about Mary's background. There are 
some random outbreaks of typhoid in various places she's worked. But none of these people have ever connected it to her because you have to zoom out and look at the big picture and see that it's her travelling around in order to notice. And this is what George sees, that multiple people she has worked for have had typhoid outbreaks, right? And then she sort of just moves on to the next job. You look absolutely horrified. Yes, because say, (laughs) I'm I'm no disease expert. Yeah. Okay. I'm no disease expert. <laughs> yeah. I don't wash my hands, right? I'm the opposite yeah. of an expert. Yeah. But say she has had it herself, obviously. Yeah. How is she still able to spread it for so long? She's an asymptomatic carrier of typhoid. She's not had it and Uh-oh. recovered from it. She's just carrying it. Let it go. I know, right? Let Why does that it mean go, so Mary? much to her? Let it go. Yeah, she can't. She just can't. And she also doesn't fucking know. She doesn't know she has it. Ah, I thought she, that's why she was right? l- disappearing. Well, it's odd she that she knew. it's odd that she kept disappearing, but we're going to give Mary the benefit of the doubt here. What might have been happening was she was like, "Oh fuck, these people have typhoid." Ah, and was leaving. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> that old chest. She's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Well, she may actually be a genius because in one case she stayed and nursed them all better and got a massive bonus of like 50 quid. <laughs> I, it's a, it's a, burn, I see what she's doing. It's almost yeah. like a scheme, yeah. right? So she's kind of getting them sick, looking after them, <laughs> taking the bonus, moving on. And this is just the part, she's just doing this all over the gap. And George sees this. So by the time he finds Mary, tracks her down, she's working for yet another house where they're all sick. The daughter is on death's door, right? But she's there helping to nurse them and the family are on Mary's side. This maniac comes bursting through the door accusing Mary of killing all these people with some invisible microscopic thing on her hands that, you know, she's touching things in there. No one knew about germs at the time. It was all quite new. So no, no one really understood exactly what it was he was saying. So he literally turns up calling her a filthy typhoid spreading bitch in front of everybody, <laughs> ranting and raving. Soper does not bite his tongue, does he? <laughs> Soper is not keeping his shit together. And what I haven't mentioned about Mary till this point is she is cantankerous AF. Right, Mary does not take no shit from no one. Oh, okay. She has been reported by like basically everyone who's come into contact with her as like, yeah, she does her job well. Well, she's, she she does, does not clean up much after herself. She's obviously taking shit from someone. That's how she's spreading. Hey, oh, it's her own shit. She's just spreading her own shit everywhere. Wow. But she's she's a bit she's a bit of a character, right? right? So she's having none of this. She chases him out of the house with a meat cleaver. <laughs> Which I quite enjoy. Yeah. Like at this point, I'm still kind of on Mary's side yeah. because he didn't come in and sit down and have a chat with her. He just came and throwing accusations around in front of her employers. So she chases him off out. She's having none of it. And he also asked if he could have some of her poop so he could test it. I hope he had some sort of qualifications with him or a license because if a guy just shows up and right. goes, listen, you're a dirty bitch. Yeah. Put a little bit of your shit in here. I'll be on my way. <laughs> right. Also, he is a doctor, but he's like a PhD doctor. He's not a medical doctor. Right, right. So it's yeah. not it's not looking great for this guy at the moment. So yeah, she does what every self-respecting Irish woman would do. She chases him out the house with a fucking meat cleaver. Yeah. And that's that. Now, <laughs> speaking of germs, when asked about her personal hygiene, much like yourself, Shane, Mary admitted she didn't really <laughs> see any point in washing her hands yep. before preparing food. There we go. There we go. Because you're going to wash the food a lot of the time, so... She didn't see any point, Shane. So she didn't. 
And it's fairly easy to see from that how she was spreading typhoid to absolutely everybody. But at the time, yeah, people didn't know much about germs. They didn't know about diseases spreading from person to person, this invisible stuff. Like they probably hadn't seen that, you know, that domesticide where the mother is like, it's this, like this big pink blob on the chicken and then it gets on the mother's hand. Spreads everywhere. Spreads everywhere. That she gets it on the dog. Out. It gets on the kid's faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That freaked me out. Not enough to start washing my hands. Oh, Jesus, but no, still no, that no. sent the shit. I think I did wash them that day. <laughs> That one day back in 1998. But she, would it all have been solved if she'd washed her hands once? A lot of it would have been helpful if she didn't go to the bathroom, then not wash her hands yeah, and yeah, then go yeah. around touching people and their food. Right, right, yeah. right. So you're saying she said, she admitted like, oh, she doesn't really wash her hands. So did, did he eventually get her to sit down? Yeah, so, here, so this, this is what happens, right? Thank God. He stalks her for a while, as you do, right? Oh he turns up to her apartment one day she gets home from a long day at work and there's some man standing outside shouting at her. Can we just add in that we think he's in love with her? At first I wanted your shit, now I just want your heart. Oh, Wouldn't that be lovely? That was, he's like, that's but I still like the end of a shit. Hugh Grant film. Yeah. Well, what's weird is he, no, he doesn't love her romantically, but he's kind of excited by her because yeah. he's he's been studying this like he's probably one of the earliest sort of virologists like we he, he or epidemiologists like he didn't know that he was doing it but this is what he's studying and now he's found a case of someone who may be an asymptomatic carrier. Like, there's big bucks in this. That's for a big him. win for him. Yeah, yeah, if he can get her and write the case study, she's a bit like um, Free Willy. Is that the plot of that movie? The wheel? Yeah, the witch. You know, when they just want to stud- study it? Or, like, no. What's like a film where there's an animal who can maybe like talk or something and then they want to capture it so they can study it? Gosh. Um, yeah, hold on. Give me a sec. Uh, <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks. Great. Okay, so it's a lot like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Great. So, she throws him down the stairs. <laughs> Why is she a nightclub bouncer? She's insane. Yeah. And I love her. She was just like, no, don't turn up at my apartment. Throws him down the stairs. So they... They do what they think is best. They send a female doctor this time right. to reason with her. Maybe Mary has an issue with men. We're not yeah. sure. And for, like rightly so. So they send <laughs> Josephine Baker, our mate Joe, okay, who thinks that maybe she can reason with Mary. Spoiler, she could not. <laughs> Let me guess. She gets thrown down the stairs. <laughs> she didn't get thrown down the stairs. But Mary leads them a merry fucking chase around New York. It's a bit like a Benny Hill episode. Yeah. Where they're yeah. all just like three hours, Josephine Baker and all the cops are just chasing Mary around and around New York. They find her in an outhouse, hiding in an outhouse. <laughs> and then they drag her kicking and screaming into an ambulance. Joe literally sits on her head while she's like losing her shit to get her to the hospital there's literally this doctor sitting on her head which I I probably wouldn't sit on Mary's head she's got typhoid yeah 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 get all sorts so this is how they finally get her in they lock her up and eventually they get a poop sample because that's how that works that sounds like the sort of thing like an Irish family would have warned you about before you left Ireland (laughs) to go somewhere else be careful they don't. If anyone if anyone out there shows up to take your shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. throw them down the stairs. Yeah. That sounds like an ancient Irish proverb. It does a bit. Yeah. Stranger danger. Yeah. So anyway, they test it. And obviously it's dripping in fucking typhoid. <laughs> Disgusting. So what are they going to do with it, right? Now they've got this woman who absolutely does not want to play ball. But sure. She, she has typhoid. Well, they think that by removing her gallbladder that will take the majority of the disease away because it's a lot of it is in the gallbladder. It's in like the waste material. Right. 
she wouldn't give them her shit changed, so she's not going to give them her gallbladder. Absolutely she? not. No, she doesn't want to do that. So they send her to an island to be quarantined. A bit like Alcatraz, but not for convicts. Right. I like the trade-off there, the way they're like, listen, we can either take your gallbladder off <laughs> or we'll take you to an island. Yeah. The island. She went I'll to go the, island. the island. They got her a little cottage. Nice little cottage with a view of the city she no longer could visit, which, ouch. Right, yeah, fair. <laughs> but they did get her a little dog. Aww. A little terrier. Right. Yeah, so that was a little companion. So she lives on the island for a couple of years. In the meantime, couple of years? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. She's on this island for a while now, right? In the meantime, it's all over the news, right? They're calling her all sorts of things. <laughs> but the name that sticks, which you might be familiar with, is Typhoid Mary. Yeah. This is Typhoid Mary. That is genuinely 10 out of 10. That's, <laughs> that's, Thank there's you. some really good facts. This might be the first episode we've done where I feel like I've learned something. <laughs> I know. Although, as soon as we touch down in Belfast and the captain goes, ladies and gentlemen, we've landed in Belfast, I will know fuck all about this. Well, you'll have the episode to listen back to. I'll be like, I don't know, there was a a dog chased someone with a meat cleaver who was trying to take a shit. Close enough. But for surely surely, when do you stop being a carrier? Surely if they had just said, listen, here's a bar of soap. Yeah, no, she'll always be a carrier. Here's, here's a wee bit of link, shower gel. Here's you original think. source. Yeah. Watch what it'll do to your bits, but get yourself scrubbed. That does burn your bits, doesn't it? I, I don't know. Oh, I've used it before and I haven't. Well, I use completely unscented body wash now because I feel like that's the best. Women, for women, it's different. It's a very delicate ecosystem, Shane. Right. Like a self-cleaning oven down there. Right, right, You really right. shouldn't be going in with any harsh products. Right. So, yeah. So I've been unscented. using bleach, so that's maybe yeah. where I've been going wrong. Well, then you definitely don't need to wash your hands if you're bleaching your dick all the time. There you go. And is that not the lesson we want people to know? <laughs> I feel like let's just leave the episode there. That's Mary's it. probably fine. No, no, no. We'll finish. We'll finish. Imagine how many people would just go to look at the the freak on the island in, in, in her cottage. I know. In her You'd be going cottage. past in a boat. Yeah, there she is. Throwing things. It's really quite sad. So she's stuck there for a few years. The media is just so cruel to her right they're calling her typhoid Mary and now everyone knows who's their naming and shaming this is she'll never get a job again if it was nowadays though her TikTok would be blowing absolutely up absolutely massive absolutely she'd be doing little little real funny dance routines and yeah, 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 yeah. she'd have an With ITV2 reality well. show yeah she would she would she'd have a book deal yeah oh it's a shame poor Mary so by this point they found a bunch more asymptomatic cases right there's like 50 more cases and it's like well they're not on the island why is Mary stuck there okay so public opinion starts to change and there's a little bit of pressure on them now to let her go. And eventually, there's a lot going on in the middle between lawyers and judges and all sorts. But eventually, they do let her go work as a laundress, which sounds okay, but it was actually the lowest status job at the time. Like you were literally washing people's underwear. And she had been a cook. She had worked for a decade up to being a cook. So now she goes back to be a laundress and she's told she's not to be making food and she's got to be looking after her hygiene and all this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, she sort of disappears. And five years later, there's an outbreak of typhoid in a maternity hospital. Oh, for God's sake. Now, at this point, Mary, sort your fucking shit out, right? Not cool, Mary. Not cool. You're you're working at a maternity hospital, are you, Mary? With the babies. She still won't let the typhoid go. She's a nightmare. (laughs) It's like she just needs a little bit of therapy or something. Just really process it. Yeah. So two people die in this hospital. It seems to have come from the cook, whose name was Mary Brown. She's mm. changed her name. A uh, Brown. I wonder, a where, I wonder where she's got that from. A-O. Shit. Yeah, I got it. I got the joke. And now she's disappeared. Guess where they find her? This is true as God. Corona. 
Corona New York. I mean, it writes itself. It writes itself. At this point, no sympathy for her. Oh, zero sympathy. When she was on the island with a dog, yeah, I was like, oh, for, for God's her. sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they have to arrest her all over again. She wouldn't listen to them. She was told not to go making food for people again. She did it. And anyway, she goes off back to the island now because they don't know what else to do with her. She won't listen. They send her back to the island. She tries out a bunch of different jobs, but she works in the pathology lab for a little bit. If she makes a friend, there's a female scientist there. So she's not nice making paninis? <laughs> Make friends, not paninis. Yeah, That's what yeah, I would have yeah. said to we'll her. We'll get a t-shirt with that on it. <laughs> she makes friends. She's like, a, I think it was a Russian uh, doctor who befriended her and was quite nice to her and, and that kind of thing. And then she basically just sort of lives on the island for the rest of her life. She's allowed to go to New York the odd time to just visit friends, but very rarely. And she just lives out her days in this cottage, which no one ever goes into because she's got typhoid. And then when she dies in 1938, not from typhoid, she just dies. That's not even that long ago. She was in there for 22 years. Right, this is not that thing. We're getting into this weird history bit where it's like it's history, but it's like not. She was there for 22 years. And when they went into her house after she died, Jesus, Shane, the state of it. Oh, yeah. Like a hoarder. Well, at that point, may as well lean into it. I think she was always leaning in. I don't know that. I don't know that she ever moved away. <laughs> she ever let. She never let the. <laughs> she never let the other way. What gets me though is I'm here's where I'm very confused, and I genuinely could not find an answer to this. I really love. I'll be able to answer. Okay, they developed a vaccine for typhoid in 1896. Correct. Okay, but she didn't die until 1938. Yep. So why the fuck didn't they just give her a vaccine? So it was developed for military use pr- primarily. So like 80,000 soldiers had died in the Civil War from typhoid. At this point, you were more likely to die from fucking typhoid in a war than you were from being killed by the enemy. But here's the thing, right? You you just spent the whole episode telling me about a clearly mad woman mm-hmm. with no hygiene who no. was responsible for the deaths of a lot of people. <laughs> and as it goes on, kind of still goes about her business with the knowledge that she will potentially kill people with just yeah. her hygiene or something. You either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, Shane. And what's weird is being from Northern Ireland, I think we would treat her as a hero because she has had some sort of impact in America. Yeah. So she broke America. She really made it. Quite literally, she, yeah, broke, she broke She America. killed people in America. Yeah. But she was one of her own. She was one of our own, sure. She created a wee bit of a stir. Okay, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, when in Rome, uh, yeah. when in New York, you know, yeah. be patient zero for yeah. typhoid. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's just she's she goes down as one of our. She tried one of her best ones yeah, from yeah, Northern yeah. Ireland. I guarantee you that in Cookstown, where she's from, where I've done comedy many times, it's a small town, but I guarantee there is some sort of like there bronze statue to her. Statue, yeah. And at the minute someone has put a, a mask or, or, or a beanie hat on it or something <laughs> or a traffic, she probably yeah. has a traffic cone on her head. Little bar of soap in her hand. Imagine when she was leaving Cookstown if you'd said, oh. listen, in 200 years, yeah. there'll be a wee statue of you in the town you grew up in and someone will have put a football shirt on it. It's, you not, know it's not been 200 years. Well, some, some would argue otherwise. <laughs> Look, if you enjoyed this episode, leave leave a little comment to say that you did. Rate, review, do all them things. And tell us episodes of things you want us to cover and you yeah. think we should do. Because That'd we be nice. we like the mainstream stuff, but then we're like cool music guys. Because then we also like the unsigned type stories yeah. like this. I think yeah. this is more yeah. of an indie type thing. Yeah. So social media, you're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Snapchat. All of that. Um... What was that? Vine. Vine, yeah. Bebo. Yeah. MySpace. All of those. All of them. Hazel Hayes 
I'm Shane Todd, and that is we're not fucking historians. We're not fucking historians. And we will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. We're not fucking historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. <laughs>